0: Hi, welcome to the Barry Nation podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April.
1: And I'm Jason.
0: And today we have the pleasure of welcoming one of our favorite experts in the world, Miss Laura Grabo. Hi, Laura. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. We are too. We were just saying, like, you are part of the Barry Nation family now. Not only are you uh, one of our most frequent podcast guests, we enjoy having you on all of our live events, but now you are an expert also in the Barry Nation membership community. I know, and I'm loving it. So thank you. Uh, I love it too. As as a member of the community myself, I live for your life and maintenance support cohort that happens every Thursday night. That is the one place, that's the time and the place that I know I can go and be a member of the community and get the support that I need. And you are expertly leading us through our life and maintenance. So thank you for offering that and being an expert in the community because it is a lifesaver for me and Jason. We need it. (laughs) Absolutely. You are very welcome. You are very welcome. I love
2: being able to help so many bariatric surgery patients all around the country. I know. It's so
0: crazy. It's just it's crazy. awesome to be able to connect with everybody in at one space, one time it's, it's glorious. So we will talk a little bit more about the community later on uh, in this podcast episode, but the reason that we are so thrilled to talk to you tonight is that you are a headwork expert. You've been talking about bariatric headwork for decades now. You have an entire course that you have developed outside of Berry Nation that is just dedicated to, to headwork. And we know that the holidays are a very heavy time of year for a lot of us. We were before we, we actually press record, Jason was sharing a very uh, meaningful uh Kind of place that he's at. And really, that's what this episode today is about. So, uh, the episode is called Headwork for the Holidays. And we want to deep dive into how we kind of keep our mindsets maybe bright or just neutral so that we can experience some joy this holiday season when it maybe is feeling uh, a little bit heavy. Uh, so before we kind of dive into the actual topic, Laura, will you just take a couple of moments to just briefly introduce yourself to our listeners and friends and followers and watchers if they've never met you before?
2: Yes, my name is Laura Gravo, and I'm a bariatric therapist in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I've been working nearly two decades now with bariatric surgery patients, providing the missing piece to their bariatric surgery plan, a piece I call headwork, which we're gonna dive into a little bit more. But um, what do I do here in Grand Rapids, Michigan? I do I own my own private practice where I do individual therapy. And um, I also, as you mentioned, I've created and launched and continue to engage with my course students and online um, course and headwork. work. Um, I have done through the years the pre-op behavioral assessments and then I love to teach and I love to lead groups and that's what I'm doing now in the Barry Nation community
0: which you are an expert of all of those things. I have had the privilege. I haven't gone through your whole headwork course. I've started a little tiny part of it. And just the tiny part that I got through was amazing. Just amazing. So you're a very skilled leader in in all of the things that that you do. And we are so fortunate to call you a friend and an expert in our community. All right, let's do it. Shall we dive in friends? Let's do it. All right. So you guys know, we always like to start every podcast episode by getting on the same page when it comes to kind of the, the language and the words that, that we are using. So Laura, what is headwork? Right. So um, I often explain it this way. As a
2: bariatric surgery patient, you chose bariatric surgery to answer the question, how do I lose weight? how do I manage my disease of obesity? And you, all of you as bariatric surgery patients have picked the best tool out there to not only get healthier, treat your disease of obesity, but to maintain your weight loss for many, many years to come. But here's the thing. The research shows you're only successful and more than the research. I listen to my patient stories more than the research. You're only successful if you answer a different question. And that question is, why do I eat? And so it's moving from how do I get healthier? How do I treat obesity? How do I lose weight? To answering the question, why do I eat? And that's how I define headwork. It's working on, well, what Barry Nation calls the mindset work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, right. It's the work of weight loss surgery almost every conversation that the three of us or the four of us, or when Jason and I have a conversation, it really does come down to what we're experiencing up here. We can swap recipes. We can talk about all that kind of stuff, but the meaningful work really lies in why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I saying these things to myself? Or why do I sabotage myself? Why do I say I'm gonna do one thing and then do another, Like Jason, you're always talking about like, I can talk myself out of anything or I can talk myself into anything. And it's usually not aligned to our bariatric goals.
1: Yeah, no, right. no I'm, I'm really well versed in, uh, in talking real slick to myself, if I want to do something, or if I don't want to do something I'm supposed to do. So yeah,
0: yeah,
2: well, and that's so it's interesting that you say, you know, how I talk to myself, that's a foundational headwork skill that I work with, with my bariatric surgery patients, whether an individual or group, that's working on your thinking, right? Yes, every behavior is driven by a thought and an emotion. And if you want to change behavior, you have to be aware of your thoughts And oftentimes change your thoughts. But guess what? Nobody gave you that information in your bariatric surgery binder. And so that is why my passion is to get this information out and to start teaching people, okay, what are some of these thoughts that I'm having? Are they helpful? Do they help me reach my bariatric surgery goals or not? If they're harmful, how do we reframe them? And I call it stinking thinking. And the holidays are a high risk time for that.
0: Why are the holidays such a high risk time? What is, what is going on that makes this just an amplified moment in our lives?
2: Mm-hmm. So like I mentioned, you know, I've been working with bariatric surgery patients for 20 years. And what I've learned from them is holidays are hard. They're hard for a lot of reasons. One, you are faced with multiple opportunities to eat off plan. We spent a lot of work talking about how to prepare for Thanksgiving. That was one event. In December, there are several opportunities to eat off plan with holiday parties. Schedules are different. You're very, very busy. So we start to see healthy behaviors that have been working for you kind of go out the door. Um, You're at high risk to stop food journaling. You're at high risk of changing your sleep habits. You're doing more spontaneous eating because you're on the go. And then we can't, we can't forget during the holidays, it's a high risk time to emotionally eat. We are experiencing many, many, many emotions. The number one reason we, the number one feeling we emotionally eat for is actually joy. We all think we're drowning our sorrows in chocolate chip cookies, but they've done the research and it's happiness. We love to make, we love to um, keep the good feeling going. And we do that with food. Americans especially do that really well, especially around the holidays. So there's a lot of emotional eating triggers. But on the other side of that is there's also some of these very uncomfortable emotions, these harder emotions like grief and loss and missing people who are no longer with us, or it's not the most wonderful time of the year. I remember I lost my mom four years ago. I hated that Christmas carol. I just wanted to scream when I heard it and turned it off. The holidays are really, can be really, really hard. They can be really lonely. Um, It's tough. And then there's also, you know, mental triggers, I like to call them, positive memories we have of certain foods that around the holidays, or we have Mm -hmm. a thought um, that, that sounds like this, like I only get this food once a year. And so th- that makes it a high risk time. And then the whole, I think, January one thinking gets into our December thinking of like, well, I'll just start in January.
0: We got that exact question from a member of our community, and we're we're going to kind of wrap up the podcast episode really diving into that because that is a, I think, a huge barrier to to, to kind of finding success in in the month of December. Mm-hmm. The one thing that really surprised me just now is that you said people will eat for joy I never in a million years equated like being happy with eating more but oh my god that makes total sense that I would have never never thought about that uh, whatsoever uh, I wouldn't either No. Well, and the other thing too, that you were talking about is it's such a difficult time because there's a lot of, there's a lot of loss people experience, you know, everybody experiences loss throughout the year, but it seems to be amplified in the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people are stressed financially because there's this feeling that I have to purchase gifts or I need to gift give, and that can add, you know, strain to finances. And then Jason, I know before we really hit record, you were kind of telling us some of the things that you're battling with right now for the holidays. So do you feel comfortable kind of sharing where your mindset's at?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, much like Laura was saying, she lost her mom four years ago. I lost my mom seven years ago. And she was really the big Christmas person in the family. Like everything about her, you know, she started way early and she loved it. She had Christmas villages and trees and everything, you know, all the things that she would put out, like she really, this was her time to shine, so to speak. And she just, she loved it. And I remember going, even as an adult, going and helping her put her lights up outside because she couldn't do it. Or, say, you know, just doing all the things to help her get ready, you know, actually putting her tree up for her, doing those types of things. And, you know, I look back on that and those were some of the best times. But since she's been gone, even I don't decorate for Christmas the way I used to, especially now that my kids are older. Like I've got my, my youngest is 19 years old. And He's working and he's busy. He's always on the run. He's, you know, so we didn't put a tree up. We're not putting lights up outside because the neighborhood's not really, you know, not doesn't really do a lot of that either. So you just, at the end of the day, you look at it and you're just like, I mean, you know, it's very hard to get into any kind of spirit like that because You know, also, for those of us who live in Florida or warmer climates, it's really hard to get in the spirit when it's 80 degrees outside. (laughs) It's very hard to think about putting lights up when it's hot. And so you get to that, you know, it's just one of those things that it it is really heavy at this time of year, because you do, I do think about my mom a lot more. And my mother-in-law is also gone. We lost my mother and my mother-in-law in the same year. So, you know, it's just, it's rough to think about like everybody that we really surrounded, you know, Christmas with is not here anymore. So, you know, and with kids getting older, you can just think about it. You're just like, well, I mean, my grandkids live in Oklahoma, so we're not going to see them this year except on FaceTime. Oh, so, yeah. you know, my daughter really goes all out for as, as much as she can for them and we send them what we can send them. And then we just kind of watch them open it and go that route. But it, it's a lot different than being in the moment
0: that's really heavy. Like that's a lot. I had no idea that that was, you know, kicking around in your brain, but it, I mean, and it's a, it seems like it's a loss on a lot of different levels. Like not only missing the people that you love, but you're missing the past experience. You're missing the connections with the people that are still with you. You're just not feeling in the spirit. Your neighborhood isn't feeling in the spirit. It's 80 degrees out. Like there's a lot of stuff that's really waiting down that holiday. And then I would also imagine too, like I, I know if I was feeling even remotely close to what you are, I would be feeling guilty that I'm not feeling more joyous because it's supposed to be happy, right? Like the time you're, we're supposed to be having fun and I'm supposed to be merry and all of the things are great. So now I feel bad on top of feeling bad because I I'm thinking that I should be feeling the other way.
1: Yeah, and no, there, there, there is some guilt in that as well as, you know, my son, you know, my son is 19, he is busy, he's working, he's doing all that stuff. But at the same time, he would like, if I put the tree, like, he's just that he's still in that mindset where he's 19. But, you know, mentally, like, he would still like it. But I look at it, and I'm just like, you know, man, I still struggle with it, because I'm looking at it like, well, you know, He's got Xbox stuff over there in the corner where the tree's normally going to go. So, you know, I rationalize that like I do everything else. Like I, I talk myself out of doing any of that because I know, you know, I don't at the end of the day, I really don't want to do it. So I'm going to find reasons to talk myself out of doing it just because of all of the other things that the sea of emotions that come with it that I don't really want to deal with at this time of year because there's so many other things going on.
2: So can I jump in, Jason, you just said a powerful thing, which is why we need holiday headwork. All of the emotions I really don't want to deal with. I
0: was just going to say, I was, I was going
2: to ask you. And so all of the emotions I really don't want to deal with equals you are now at high risk of emotional eating, right? Because who wants you know, April did a great job of summarizing the layers of loss that Jason um, so bravely shared. And who wants to feel that? Right, and so there's your good old, um, good old comfort food to take care of you. There's your good old comfort food to numb out, and I can guarantee you, it's not broccoli. It's not broccoli. It's going to be something with sugar, fat, salt, or all three combined. Which, by the way, we didn't even mention that about the holidays. They're everywhere, right? So just Mm -hmm. your choices, you know. We there's all these goodies and treats that we're just inundated with that we usually don't have in other months than just in December.
0: That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the food that we consume this month traditionally is probably not as aligned to our bariatric goals as we would as we would like. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: So, Laura, what what do you suggest? I mean, is this you know when when we're feeling this way, when we're feeling this heavy weight of the emotions in the season, what is the best way to approach it? Do we maybe pick one of these things and tackle it? Do we just shelve all of these things and, and maybe try to avoid or, or maybe just not not deal with? Like, what's the best way through this season in a way that's going to, you know, help us become, you know, the, the best version of ourselves? Um, definitely
2: don't just shelve away your feelings.
0: <laughs> right? I figured that
2: was the answer, but you never know. Because, right? <laughs> so, you know, they're still there. And, you know, it's, it's being able to feel all the feels and being able to name them and not judge them, right? So that was the other piece that both you and Jason brought up is you said, and then I feel bad that I'm not in the spirit. You know, we hear a lot about the word mindfulness and there's a reason why, right? It's because mindfulness skills work. They help us keep us all healthy. But the definition of mindfulness is being present with your thoughts and emotions without judgment Mm. that is a lot of work right I do a lot of work with bariatric surgery patients one to first identify their thoughts and emotions and now I got to be present with them without judging myself for having them you know if you're if you're not feeling it you're not feeling it it may change tomorrow don't judge yourself you don't, you don't have to pretend it's the most wonderful time of the year and I think you probably have people in your life that you can, you can share that with, that you're struggling. I guess that'd be another thing, let your support team know that it's hard. Um, don't fake it, reach out for help. And you know what? Feeling your feelings are not an emergency. I promise all of you, you will, you will, meet, you will be okay. You will feel your feelings and they'll move through. Feelings are visitors.
0: Oh, it does not feel like I do too. It does not feel like feelings are visitors when you're going through. It feels like those feelings are the, like ninjas there to assassinate
1: you. I mean, they're the right. visitors that unpack and put shit in the drawers. Like they're the ones that aren't going. Like they're the ones that stay in a hotel room, but they use all the drawers and hangers and stuff because they're not uh-huh. going anywhere anytime soon.
0: Right? It's uh, it's Randy Quaid's uh, character on Christmas Vacation when he says like, "Don't get too comfortable <laughs> to that RV for when we leave here next month."
2: what? <laughs> right. right. Yes. And You know what, they don't feel like visitors, because again, I've learned the most from my bariatric patients, and they haven't, my bariatric patients, and I bet this includes you, April and Jason as well, is they haven't had a lot of skill in learning how to name and feel their feelings. So they feel incredibly hard in the beginning. And that's where I build a lot of trust with my patients to where I can say feeling your feelings is not an emergency. It's like a wave that we see in the ocean or on a lake, like it will peak and then it will always come back down and you will be okay. Will it be more uncomfortable than numbing them out with food? Yeah. But back to that headwork, I want to teach all bariatric surgery patients, not just during the holiday season, how do I cope through my feelings versus numb them? Cause they're there anyways. And then you got two feelings if you eat them, because now you have what you're trying to escape and now you're mad at yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, Well, I was just going to say, like, I know a, a lot of how I've made it through after the loss of my mom was the fact that I know I spent a lot of time with my mom before she passed. And we talked a lot about, you know, just kind of, I was able to process a lot of things with her before she was gone. And I know she would never want me to live in a space where I was not okay. Like she wants me to push through. Like, I know I can miss her. It's okay to miss her, but I'm not allowed to kind of ruin my, the rest of my life because she's no longer here to help me through it. Okay. So I know one of the last things she said to me before she passed was she took my hand, looked me in my eyes. She couldn't really speak, but she said, it's okay. Mm. And I took that and I see that all the time in my head when I'm struggling because I know she was telling me it's going to be like that. I take that forward because I know that's what she meant because my mother and I were extremely close. So I, you know, My brother doesn't deal with it as well as I do. And I tell him all the time how I deal with it and he just can't grasp it. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I'm grateful for because I know if I didn't take it that way, things would be a lot harder on me than they have been. But this time of year still, it's just still rough because, you know, she was to me, she was Christmas always for, you know, that's what I grew up with. So without that being there, it's just hard for me to ever, you know, grab a hold of the spirit and do it now, especially with the kids being older. So,
2: thank you so much for sharing that, Jason. I mean, that took a lot of courage to be vulnerable with all the listeners and with April and myself this evening. But what you just described is holiday headwork, right? It, it's both and it's grieving, feeling the feelings. But continuing to push through and doing what's best for you and what your mom would want for you to live your best life.
0: It's just it's it amazes me the strength that it takes not only just to get through life and then you add this this layer, this bariatric layer on top of it right? It's just, it, we were, we were kind of talking about this earlier, right? Life continues to happen. And then you add the holidays and then you add our bariatric journey. That is a real dense cake, if you will, to, to, to work through in a really kind of short amount of time. So Laura, what, what are some things that like Jason can do and that our friends and our followers and our listeners can do if they're maybe working through the same emotion and feeling that, that Jason is this season? So yes, we're we're all grieving, right? And grieving in
2: different things, layers of loss and, you know, loss just isn't death. There might be, there's a lot of family conflict going on right now in today's world and division in families that we didn't expect. Um, there's losses from COVID. Um, all of our bariatric patients are, are um, experiencing grief and loss emotions around their relationship with food, mm-hmm. which really comes out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, being able that we're talking about it, we're naming it, giving yourself permission to feel it, have those tears, you know, have those memories. Um, I, I lost my mom very, very close to Christmas, um, you know, right after Thanksgiving four years ago. So I just have gone through that anniversary. And, you know, one of the things I did this year, and I hadn't done it before, and it was very helpful with my grief is I wrote her a letter, you know, I wrote her a letter in my journal. And, you know, on that day, and I just wanted to, you know, I'll be honest, I have some stinking thinking like, Oh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to cry. I don't want to do this. But then we're not being real. And so I took some quiet time. And I just wrote her a letter, what would I want to tell her? And it was so therapeutic in a healthy way to grieve and to move through that emotion. And then I felt peace. So, you know, that's something you could do.
0: Well, it's interesting when you said, I, you know, I had to do something that was real. Yeah. So often we look to move through our emotions in just the quickest way possible, or we just want to get from A to B, but we're maybe doing something that's not authentic to our grief and to our emotion. So Mm -hmm. how Jason might move through it is going to be very different than what somebody else is going to do to move through it, but it doesn't matter. It's the fact that we are doing something that is real for us and that that is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, Jason, what are some things that you're going to do this this holiday season? Or is is there something new or are you going to continue to maybe rely on something that, you know, is real for you?
1: I, I'm actually going to much like Laura said, I'm going to sit with a lot of it. Uh, Because I don't really block it out so much. I let it come when it comes. Uh, But I always go back to the main, you know, my my mainstay is always the fact that I will be okay. She wants me to be okay. I will be okay. I've been through it. it. It may not be, you know, the most fun I've had. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I do know that I will be okay. And I process through that the same way every time. And it always works. So I just keep that in my back pocket for when I'm feeling it. And, you know, there's still times that I break down. There's times I think about it when I, you know, when I think about the girls, you know, the grandbabies and how she would just have adored them and what their Christmas would look like from her because it would be just bananas. I, you know, that really hurts. That's the hard part because she never got to see either one of them. Um And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I really think about and that that really hurts the most. But at the same time, at the end of the day, just like everything else, I can't change it. And it's, you know, it's one of the the ultimate losses, but I will be okay, And I just process through it. And like Laura said, there's no amount of eating is going to make it better. So I'm just going to feel sick at the end of the day. And I'm, you know, I'm, it's not going to align with my goals that I'm going to shame myself when I step on the scale. And it's just, you know, I, I'm having to learn my triggers that would bring me back to food and realize that, yeah, it sucks, but I'm going to have to go do something else. I have to, and there are times I have to remove myself from the house where the food is because I can't. And I've had times where I've left the house and left my wallet at home because I know if I'm out, I'm going to stop and get something. So I'll take my license, put it in my pocket, and I go do whatever I got to do. But I've removed myself from any access to food because there are times I cannot be trusted to have access. Yeah,
2: And I think it's important to mention, you know, with talking about grief in the holidays, like we have been, Some of our listeners and viewers may be triggered right now and they may be experiencing their own grief and they're like, man, why are you bringing this up because we deal with the real stuff. And I just want to encourage all of you who may be experiencing some of your own grief of people that you've lost um, to be kind to yourself today or whenever you're, you know, listening to this. Um, It's okay to grieve and it's okay to have joy right next to it as well, right? And that's what I've learned too with my bariatric patients is we work hard on beginning to feel feelings. And then they're like, wait a minute, I have to learn how to feel two at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, because they don't cancel each other out, right? We can have really deep sadness or grief on one end, and then also great joy and, you know, seeing the grandkids or seeing our kids or being able to be back at a live Christmas concert that's happening that we missed last year. And And then, you know, it's, it's not either, or it's both. And, and then don't judge yourself. Don't feel guilty for either
0: feeling these emotions and going through these. Yeah. Going through these feelings is the human experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard for us because for so long we denied that. So when they do come, it feels like, oh my God, something's wrong. But it's not what's, what's different is that we're allowing, we're allowing ourselves to move through and live through these emotions. Whereas before bariatric surgery, we didn't allow it. And we, we use food to cope and we're making a decision this holiday season to try something different, right? There's nothing wrong with trying it one time and just seeing what the experience is like we can, we can give ourselves the permission to kind of be our own scientists, to run a little experiment and see what happens on, on the other side of, uh, of. Of this, of this way of dealing with emotions, right? And there's a lot of emotions in the month of December, not Whoa. just
2: grief. Isn't that the truth? yeah? No,
1: well, and I know that one of the things you know that that I do, like I talk about the grandbabies and them not getting to know my mom or you know my my mother-in-law, is we talk about it. We show them pictures. We break them out. We show them everything, so they know who Nana is. They know who grandmother is. Like they know all that stuff. So they talk about it. They can tell you who they are. Um, and, and that's just one of those things. Like they may not have gotten to experience it in the moment, but now they know. And that's, you know, that, that's all we can do.
2: So there's and, a healthy non-food way to honor grief.
1: Absolutely. And keeping your support system close while you're experimenting is something that is is absolutely needed. Because since it is an experiment, you don't necessarily know how you're going to cope with that. And having your support system on standby definitely is important in those experiments because, you know, you want to make sure that someone's there to catch you if you happen to, to fall.
2: Jason, I'm so glad you used the word support system because I want to bring us back to the beginning of the podcast when April asked me about what is head work. I've done a lot of work through the years Um, People have actually asked me like, well, pick your top headwork skills. What do bariatric patients really need to know? And I've kind of narrowed it down to some foundational headwork skills or foundational headwork topics. And I think we need to be working on all of these our holiday season. The first headwork skill I talk about is being aware of our thinking and how it's impacting our behavior. I call it stinking thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of holiday stinking thinking going on. Like just one won't hurt. I only get it once a year. I'll start January one. It's I dealt with one today in a session. It's not fair that other people can eat and I can't. I want to be like everyone else. So being able to work on a headwork skill of being aware of our thoughts and reframing them if, if need be, the other headwork skill kind of fa- falls under emotional eating. And we've already addressed that, Right being able to name our feelings and honor them in healthy non-food ways and learning how to exit emotional eating roller coasters, which are at an all-time high during December. A third headwork work skill that we often forget about and is very foreign to bariatric surgery patients is this idea of self-care and setting healthy boundaries. And that is huge. And what I see happen, especially to my bariatric surgery patients in December, is they put themselves on the back burner. And as a bariatric surgery patient, you cannot put yourself on the back burner. And they soon, they, they flip back into everything to every one mode, and that is not going to work. So if there's ever a time to work on the headwork skill of setting healthy boundaries, self-care, it's the month of December. And I already know you're stinking thinking, it's I don't wanna be selfish. I will tell you this, when you practice healthy self-care, it improves your capacity to care for others. And my final headwork skill I teach is support team. We not only have to build our support team, we have to use it. You decide who's on and you decide who's off the team. You are the captain. What I've learned from my bariatric surgery patients is they can all say they have a support team, but then I say, are you using them? Are you reaching out? Are you communicating your needs? Nope. Support teams only work if you use them and we need to let our people know how are we doing in december and that's what i love about berry nation because it brings the community together and
1: because- you're not bothering your support team by asking them for help by reaching out because that's what they're in place for if it's people you know that you can you know that you have on your side you are never bothering them to step out i know you can you can contact me directly you can contact april directly you can contact natalie directly and you are never bothering us. If you don't have anybody else on your team that you can talk to, you can reach out to one of us three, any point in time. We always monitor the Berry Nation box. It's always us three, or you can reach out to us individually and we will still, whatever you need, we will be there to help you because that's what we're here for. Yeah,
0: Yep. Well, and, and if you are a member of the Berry Nation community, you have access to that support network 24 seven. Everybody is there for the exact same reason. And that is because People wanted and needed a support network. And that is that is what that, that community is. That, that is literally why it exists. And I know how hard it is to reach out. I experienced this a couple of weeks ago. I was woo, right on that cusp of, nope, I don't need any support. That's the only thing that I actually needed. And what got me through that difficult moment was the support of my friends and my, and my community and Berry Nation. That was what it was. So if, if you are struggling One of the keys is to reach out, is to just tell somebody I'm struggling.
2: But that is such conversation. That is such new behavior for our bariatric Oh, They're used to being everything to everyone. They say yes Mm -hmm. to everything. But -hmm. when it comes to receiving help and support, they say no. So our patients don't have boundaries where they need them. And then they put up a boundary where they don't
1: need it. Yep. I'm the world's worst at that. My wife will tell you that.
0: Oh, yep. That All might again. be another podcast. Well, I think I we, we, t- we do this every single time. Me every too. single <laughs> time we always discover yeah, something else to talk about. Well, let, let's take a, we only have a few minutes left, but let's take a moment and let people know what resources are available for you this holiday season. If you are looking for needing some support in, in this headwork. work, uh, Laura, you're actually teaching a headwork for the holidays class in Barry nation in the membership community two times. I know. <laughs> oh my God. So excited. If you would like to deep dive into this topic, definitely consider uh, becoming a member of Nation. You can try it for 14 days uh, without making any financial commitments. uh, And you could definitely take one of Laura's classes to to see if if that's something that is needed and necessary. And if you're not a member of the community, we are hosting our virtual bariatric meetup again, where two experts will be joining us to deep dive again into this mindset and this kind of mindset work that we need to be doing for the holidays. And you can register for that free event uh, on our website. And Laura, you have a, a headwork course and uh, like an email support that you offer, correct? Absolutely, absolutely.
2: So those key topic areas i meant about change and stink and thinking, emotional eating, can our yes be sabotaging our weight loss and support team? Those are the principles that I walk people through in my online course, Foundations and Headwork for Healthy Weight Loss. And you can learn more about that by signing up for my email list. And <laughs> also, and you do all that at lauragrabo.com. Um, another aspect of my online course is you have community, you have a private Facebook group, and you go at your own pace. And again, you can learn more about that. And um, I'd also welcome people to follow me on social media. Actually, um, the theme I will be promoting in December is self-care and giving, uh, giving the best holiday gift to your loved ones, which is a healthy you, Um, So join me there on Facebook and IG handle is at Laura Grabo. um, And also just reach out to me anytime, DM me, Facebook message me, email me. Um, I respond to all of them.
0: Laura, you are a gem in our community. We are so thankful that you are such an active participant because we know your heart is here to serve people. And we just so, we, we thank you for your time tonight on this podcast episode. We could have probably talked for five hours on this subject, but I, but I think this is, it was a wonderful primer for people who are thinking about maybe doing some of this mindset work. And Jason, I can't, I mean, I love you as a friend and I'm just so thankful that you are so willing to share your very personal moments with the world, because that can be really hard to do. So thank you, friend. Yeah.
1: I know I'm not alone, so I know other people need to hear it. So
0: That's why you also are a gem in our community.
1: <laughs> I'll try. i try my best.
0: Uh, oh. Well, d- just to wrap up, you guys, I'll let you know, we have a Shout Out Sunday feature. Every Sunday, we feature a member of our greater community. So if you would like to celebrate a success or a win, or you just want to uh, a platform to share your story, do a shout out Sunday submission, just head to our website. It's a quick quick Google form. You answer some questions, you send us a picture and we schedule it on our Instagram feed. So definitely do that uh, if you would like a little boost this holiday season. And of course, if you are looking for that little extra layer of support, consider becoming a member of the Berry Nation community. Experts like Laura are there on-demand, live, virtual, synchronous. We have support group, support cohort, live events, peer-to-peer support events. It's literally jam-packed. Every single day you have an opportunity to, to connect with someone live. So definitely check that out. Just head to our website, berrynation.com Jason, my friend, you want to take us out?
1: Yeah, I just want to appreciate uh, tell everybody we appreciate the likes, the shares, the subscribes that you guys have uh, given us so far. Do not forget, you can also uh, rate us on your favorite podcast player as well as leaving us ratings and reviews on our YouTube channel. And you can also leave us voice messages on Anchor, which we can incorporate into future podcast episodes. And we love hearing those as well, because it's just another way for us to feature our amazing community. So thank you so much for that. And just remember at the end of the day, you've got this, we've got you, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. See you soon. Bye. Bye -bye. Thank you.